everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's October 14th. It's 2021, and it's time to talk week six NFL. Joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Good. About to spend the weekend in Las Vegas. Already entered 450 lineups before I go. I'm ready for some football. Yeah, I mean, get the get to get to go to Vegas and hang out and play some golf and um you know, watch some football. And I'm sure you might dabble in a little sports betting while you're there. Yeah, I've got to got to sign up for all the sports books in Vegas. Get those get those deposit bonuses. So it's basically a free trip. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, right? Mhm. All right, we got 10 games this week. Um, we got our first couple by games. Um, we got a London game. Whoever scheduled this game was like, ha ha, London. Um, oh, they don't care. They don't know football. Let's just throw the two worst teams over there. Hey, hey, don't uh, mess no, with my not. Dolphins. Two, two of the least fun teams to watch. They're, they're, they're bad. Let's um so i mean 10 games slate we have a couple games um with some big totals i I mean i i have a hard time not seeing uh that chiefs game be extremely popular and probably like the chalk game stack on this slate um so we'll talk about that when we get there but as always we're gonna start at the top break break down these games and um give you guys our first look at NFL Sunday. We got Cincinnati at Detroit, 47 and a half total here. The Bengals are a three and a half favorite. Let's start with Cincinnati. Uh, what do you like here for the Bengals? I think that, like, honestly, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is pretty much in play every single week. But Joe Burrow, I think, is in play here. I mean, going up against Detroit, they have a 25.5 implied team total. Detroit te- tends to keep games close. They're one of the worst defensive teams in the league. They have been a lot worse to running backs than they have to quarterbacks, receivers, tight ends. But I think there's a spot where there's going to be sling the ball a decent amount. Mixon's probably still a little bit banged up. I don't know if they're going to run the ball that much. Um, like, if Mixon were healthy, then I could see them running the ball a ton. But with P. Ryan out, Chris Evans is the backup. Like, I think that – Burrow and Chase and like if you want to, T. Higgins are all very much in play here. I think they're all pretty solid. Another price tags are too constrictive, and they all have a pretty decent upside. Yeah, if Joe Mixon wasn't banged up in this game, I think he'd be the top play. Um, Detroit's just been so bad against the run. Their their offense doesn't project well against the pass either. But I mean, they haven't really faced pass heavy offenses yet. Um, I mean. I guess Minnesota, Chicago, but I mean Baltimore, Green I mean, Bay, and San Francisco. We know Green Bay and Baltimore, but it's it's also been quite a bit like them playing from behind in most of the games. Like they always make a comeback towards the end, but outside of Green Bay for like two quarters, they've been behind pretty much the entire time outside of the last thirty seconds versus the Minnesota game. But I mean, Chase is obviously the guy. He's my favorite play uh, from this offense. If I'm going to target somebody else, it's probably Higgins just because he's $100 cheaper. But he got more targets last week coming back, um, played more snaps than Boyd 
but I mean, we talked about it on the podcast last week. Uzma was kind of a one-hit wonder, um, and with these guys all healthy and and Mixon trying to play, I really think it's the passing game. And I think Burrow is in play this week. On the Detroit side of things, um, I mean, Williams is still getting a lot of work. Swift is getting you know a good amount of targets out of the backfield, getting you know high opportunities still. But this is going to be a week where Cephas is out. It doesn't sound like Williams is going to be back. Are we looking at Raymond, St. Brown, maybe Hawkinson in this matchup? I mean, the problem with Hawkinson is pretty much been injured all season long. He had that great, what was it, week one, good week two, and then just really hasn't done ton since. I, I, I like if I knew that Hawkinson was healthy, I'd definitely be well overweight on him at 5k. I still think that he's in play. Like can still put up a pretty good outing, especially with Stevens out as for the wide receivers, like Raymond at 5k. I don't think I can go there. Honestly, if I'm going with anyone, it's probably St. Brown. He has eight targets into the last two weeks. Hasn't gotten a touchdown, but still gotten 13 points. It's more than enough to pay off his 12.2 K price tag. And he has a lot of room for upside. Um, the real guy that I want to go with is, DeAndre Swift. I mean, you said it. he's been getting a ton of work out of the backfield, five plus targets in every single week this season. Pretty much what happens is if he gets a touchdown, he gets over 20 points. Like he has three games, touchdowns this season, all over 20 points. Other games, he ends up with 10 right around there. So I think that Swift is a pretty solid overall tournament play. I play him pretty much every week. He's so involved in this passing game. And he's definitely a fantastic bring back for any borough chase stacks because they're going to be throwing the ball later and where swift gets a lot of his upside is through the passing game yeah i like swift a lot in this spot like i am a little concerned about williams getting carries and stuff but swift is still on the field for over 70 percent of the snaps he's going to be the guy that i think gets the biggest bump here with some of these guys banged up and um i mean they're going to be trailing so i definitely want to run back some cincinnati stacks here um, with Detroit, we got the Chiefs and the football team. Fifty-five and a half total here. Kansas City is a six and a half point favorite. Um, we'll start with the Chiefs, like we always do. We're starting with the visitors. Um, Washington's allowed the most fantasy points so far this season to opposing quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, talk to me here about the Chiefs. I mean, everyone freaking out about them being two and three is just ridiculous. They've had a very tough mat, very tough schedule this season going up against Cleveland, going up against Baltimore, going up against the Bills, going up against there was some other team that ended up beating them by the Chargers. That was it. Um, I'm not really worried about them. I Patrick Mahomes, a lot of his interceptions have been off tip balls. So the real question is like Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, obviously, it's we're recording this. Earlier on the week, we have to wait on their status. Assuming they're good to go, I'll play everyone. Like, Williams is sitting there at 4.9K, probably going to be the lead back, maybe in a little bit of a shared situation with McKinnon. Um, But both of them, very solid options. Like Hill, Hardman, Kelsey, Mahomes, going up against the team that gives up the most points to quarterbacks. As you mentioned, they're just going to go all over the place. And this is going to be a fast High-scoring game here. It's going to be the best game stack on the week. It's going to be heavily owned is the only real problem. That's the only reason to avoid it. But I still have no problem eating the ownership here. Yeah, I think we can um, – I think we could definitely play Daryl Williams as well, you know, with 
Hedrid's Hilaire going on the IR. Um, I think Williams is someone that is going to get some passes out of the backfield. I'm a little worried about Jarek McKinnon as well. I think McKinnon has a higher ceiling overall, but I think this week, I think it's going to be Williams. I think Tyreek plays. If Tyreek somehow sits, Travis Kelsey, um, get him in there. Like He's not even on the injury report. He's good to go this week. If Hill sits, Kelsey's too cheap at 7K. Um, I mean, it's as simple as that. So uh, the Washington side of things here, I mean, I have some interest in Taylor Heineke. Um, I definitely have a ton of interest in Terry McLaurin. And, I mean, Ricky Seals-Jones kind of, like, stepped right into that Logan Thomas role last week. Um, Eight targets. And I mean, he played a hundred percent of the snaps. Grant, what are we doing here with Washington? I mean, we're playing it's against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have given up a boatload of points so far this season. Um, like it's a spot where there's gonna be points scored. So it's all figuring out who you really want to go with. I honestly don't hate JD McKissick if you're kind of assuming that this game's gonna be a little bit of a blowout. He can get some run later on the game, they're gonna be passing later on. But Realistically, McLaurin is absolutely the guy. Like This guy is very good. He's going up against a bad defense. Heineke's going to throw on the ball 10-plus times like he does virtually every single week, and McLaurin has 30-plus point upside. Like, I'm fine with Ricky Seals-Jones. He's cheap. Target share is good. Had eight targets last week. Absolutely no problem with that, but McLaurin is definitely the guy that I want to go with, and I have no problem playing Heineke. This is just too good of a spot here. Yeah, I mean, I think that you definitely want to get exposure to Washington in this game because of just how good this game is in general. Um, I mean, we'll have to kind of see what ownership looks like throughout the week. And, I mean, I don't think Washington's going to be as chalky as everybody thinks they're going to be. I know I've seen some people talking about it on Twitter already this week, but, I I mean – Washington's just not a sexy team to play. And I think McLaurin's the guy that's going to be chalky. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I just think, like, this might be one of those weeks where, like, we're taking shots on Ricky Seals-Jones and Adam Humphreys just because the game script of this game is so favorable. Yeah. All right, we got Minnesota at Carolina. 46 total here. Minnesota is a one-point favorite. Um, let's start with the Vikings. What do you like here for Minnesota? I mean, Jefferson, always in play. Like, he's very good. I'm always a guy that plays a lot of Washington pieces, but this Carolina defense has been pretty solid. I don't know what's going to happen with Cook. If Cook plays, I'm off Cook and I'm off Madison. If Cook sits, I'm on Madison. I'm on Jefferson regardless. You can sprinkle in some Thiel on that 5.8K price tag. is just too cheap considering his potential upside. Um, but, yeah, it's like it, it's it's just not a great spot where normally I would be way overweight on everyone or at least their big three. But the Dalvin Cook situation is just making it interesting. And, I mean, it doesn't matter the matchup if, if – Cook ends up missing. Madison is one of the top plays on the slate. But if Cook ends up playing, then it's just going to be pieces of Thielen or Jefferson all over the place. 
Yeah, I mean, Madison's so involved in the passing game, too, that it doesn't matter the defense. Um, if Cook sits, play Madison. I don't love this game. I think Carolina has a very good defense. Um, but if Cook is out, I'll definitely play Madison. I'll likely have a few shares of Jefferson and Thielen, um, but I'm probably not going to put Kirk Cousins in this game. And one of the reasons that I want to get some exposure to these guys is because I really like DJ Moore. Like, quietly, like, already showing a bunch of ceiling um, to start the season. What do you like here for Carolina? Yeah, DJ Moore is definitely a guy. I'm still pissed last week. I had the over 5.5 receptions, and Darnold had to throw that interception while they were driving before he, Moore could hit the over, but that's beside the point. Moore is probably my favorite play here. I mean, matchup versus Minnesota isn't great, isn't terrible. They'll control the clock for a decent amount of time, but Moore is just getting so many targets. And last week, it was just such an interesting little matchup, and they weren't throwing the ball to Moore. I'm not really sure why. Interesting thing will be McCaffrey. If he's back, then I definitely have some interest in him, and I have less interest in Moore. I still have a lot, but less interest in more. Uh, but, yeah, like McCaffrey, if he ends up playing, it's interesting at 8.8K. Like, you don't know if he's going to be – all systems go. Like, I have to assume with how close he was to coming back last week, that he's probably going to be all systems go, and he's going to be the McCaffrey we're used to, which means you're getting 20 points out of him at least. Um, he's probably going to have, like, an 80 90% snap rate. But it, it's it's tough this early on the week, and McCaffrey news kind of dictates what I want to do in this game. Yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey being 50-50 on Wednesday um, really just leaves us like, what's going to happen? Um, if, if McCaffrey sits again, I definitely have some interest in Hubbard um, at 5,900. He's getting plenty of work in this offense, and – I mean, Minnesota struggles against the run. So, interest in him. A lot of interest in DJ Moore. Um, slight interest in Robbie Anderson every week just because of that big playability. Moving on, we got the Texans and the Colts. 43 total here. The Colts a nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, any interest here in Houston? No. Just no. Like, running back situation is a mess. Quarterback situation is a mess. Wide receivers, I'm never going to argue with playing Brandon Cooks. Um, I know they played pretty well last week for at least the first half, but it, it's just not something I want to go with. I mean, I'm a, I think this indie defense is a little bit underrated. I know what happened on Monday night. I was watching the game. That was a great game. Um, but I, I, I just don't think Houston's going to be able to do anything here. Yeah, as you're interested in Houston, I mean, you can always take shots on Cooks. It's in a dome. Um, I mean, on turf, like the ceiling is there for Cooks. And then on the other side, I mean, the indie side of this game, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, I think is okay. Um, Houston is not great. So, man, if you want to play some Jonathan Taylor, you want to play some Pittman, I just don't think this is a game you want to like full stack, but I mean, Pittman's price at 5,500 is good. Taylor is under 7K still. Um, I mean, those are the guys that I think you're looking at here. Yeah, no, right there with you. I don't want to stack up this game. I don't want to stack up this offense, but Pittman is just getting force-fed targets. He's got averaging close to 10 over the last four weeks. Um, he's got touchdown equity. 
He has the yardage upside. He's pretty good. Wentz likes to throw to him. Texans are a bad defense. Like, it's Pittman and then Taylor's just too cheap. They're going to run the ball a lot with him. He's good. The volume's going to be there. Just play these two guys because Houston's really not a good team. Rams and Giants, 48 total here. Rams a 10-point favorite in this one. Um, What do you like here for the Rams? I don't hate Cup. I don't hate Woods. I don't hate Stafford, but I don't think this game's going to be that close. So the guy is Henderson. Henderson is going up against a Giants team that is just in shambles right now, Um, just absolutely decimated by injuries. So the the Rams are going to run the ball a lot. And Giants defense has not been good against the running game. Henderson's the main guy in this offense. The only reason that he didn't get all the touches what was it, last week or two weeks ago was because he was out for like one quarter with a little bit of an elbow issue. Um, but Henderson's absolutely the guy in this offense. They're going to run the ball with a lot. 6K is too cheap. Cup Woods, if you somehow want to game stack this and bring it back with like Tawny, then – Sure, go ahead, go with them. But the running game is what you want to target. Henderson is just too cheap considering his role. It was a short week too, wasn't it? Like, didn't yeah, they play? Yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not looking too much into Sonny Michelle getting work there on a short week. But my favorite stack of this game is Rams defense with Henderson. Um, I think this is going to be a really tough spot for the Giants in this offense. Um I mean, you can you could play Cooper Cup or Robert Woods or even Van Jefferson any week, but I mean, I'm just worried about like opportunity in this game. Uh, you know, game script for me, if I'm trying to project this game script, is the Rams just crush the Giants in this game. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, maybe maybe a little Cooper Cup, maybe a little Woods, but Henderson's my favorite play from the Rams this week. And then on the Giants side, you kind of already mentioned it injuries, you know, Barkley's doubtful. Galladay's doubtful. Jones is in the concussion protocol. Um, did not practice Wednesday. So, I mean, I, I, I see it being kind of tough for him to play. Tony is dealing with an ankle injury. Shepard is still dealing with the hamstring injury. Like, I mean, we have no idea what to expect here from the Giants. Um, if Jones plays, I guess even if if Glennon plays, I still have some interest here in Tony just because of the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't care which quarterback plays. I don't think one's that much better than the other. They're not good either way. And the game script's going to lead to them passing a whole lot. I know this is a tough pass defense of the Rams, but whatever – whatever white receiver ends up playing. Like, I don't know who it's going to be like Shepard, Slayton, Tony, any of them end up playing, play them. Like it's just based purely on volume. And if you want, I hate saying this, but John Ross got five targets last week and it's 3.1 K strictly a big field tournament, GBP play, but he's so cheap. And all he needs is one big catch, which John Ross being as fast as he is can get that one big catch. And that's all you really need. So if everyone else is out, then I guess I'm playing John Ross, maybe CJ board. Like, oh gosh, it, it's, it's just strictly on volume and you have to wait and see what wide receivers end up playing. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, we're waiting to see some news here. This is one that's really tough to break down. Um, yeah, I mean, the Rams are, yeah, they're such, they're a tough offense or a tough defense. So, uh, again, uh, I think the Rams, if you're paying up for defense, are very much in play here. Um, yeah, that's really all I got from the Giants. Let's move on. We got the Chargers and the Ravens, 51 and a half total here. Baltimore is a two and a half point favorite. I mean, Grant, I think this is my favorite game on the slate. Um, I mean, just kind of looking through this game before we got started, I mean, it's hard not to love Williams, Allen, and Herbert in this spot that like has the potential to be like a massive shootout. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I just like all parts of this game. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, look at the Baltimore defense. They're giving up a lot of points. They're really not as good as they have been in the past. Chargers been putting up a boatload of points. I know Herbert's expensive. That's fine. I don't care. Eckler's been heavily, heavily involved in this offense and getting 80% uh, snap count or snap rate last week going to be heavily targeted in the receiving game. Like this is just a beautiful spot for him, for Keen Allen, for Mike Williams. This is just a beautiful game environment. Keen Allen is drastically te- cheaper than Mike Williams. And I get it because of what's happened so far this year, but Keenan Allen will get into the end zone. I still think he's a solid play, like play everyone on the Chargers side. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like this game as a whole, like going to the Baltimore side of this game as well um i mean obviously we're going to be paying attention to the sammy Watkins news um because if he's out devon devon ray nay is 30 3400 um i mean i love marquise brown in this spot and i mean i'm definitely going back to the well on mark andrews this is a team that allows the second most fantasy points uh, per game this season. And Mark Andrews is just a beast. Um, I mean, he's 5,200. He's not priced high enough because he had that blow up game on a showdown slate. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to be heavily owned, but I don't care. Like Mark Andrews, just the volume, like seven plus targets over the last three games, going to be a high scoring game. This team just, both teams actually gave up over 450 yards of total offense this last weekend. Um, so the interesting thing is Vegas doesn't seem to think too highly of Lamar passing the ball in this game. It's interesting. His passing prop is at 240. I think that's low. I already bet the over on it. Shout out to Smartwater. Tell him, help me get onto it. Um, but yeah, Brown and Andrews, both of these guys, they have huge amounts of upside. I mean, they were averaging, what, a touchdown a game each, almost? Like, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I want to stack it up every which way. And Andrews and Brown are both under 6K. Like, this is just bad pricing because of the Monday Night Football game going off and pricing coming out beforehand. And Lamar is probably the highest raw points quarterback on the entire slate. There was another one we we didn't mention it, but uh, Taylor Heineke's passing prop was like two fifty five to open the week. I don't know what it's at now, but um, that's another one that I really liked. 
Um, I didn't see that. I might have to bet that right when we're done with the show. Or maybe during. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know what, it, what it's at now. Um, but they don't usually move too fast. Eh, I mean, it depends on how bad they are. I mean, that's not great. Um, they It's it's not even showing on scores and odds, so they might have taken it down. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, the this is just a game. You know, we talked about Andrews. We talked about Brown. Pay attention to the Sammy Watkins news. That's going to be kind of big. I don't want the running situation. They were using Freeman. They were using Williams. They were using Murray. None of them look good. Um, so I, I think this is just one of those things like play Lamar. There's a good chance that he could potentially be like the highest scoring quarterback outside of maybe Patrick Mahomes might be a really good pivot. And um, Mark Andrews or Marquise Brown are both with him in this spot. So like this game. Packers and Bears, 44.5 total here. Green Bay is a four and a half point favorite. Um, any interest here in the Packers? I don't think it's like it's interesting that the Packers are only four and a half point favorite. Um, but like always, it's Devontae Adams, it's Aaron Jones. Like Adams' target share is just, just massive. Like he's averaging almost 15 targets a game. Actually, average is averaging 15 targets a game over the last three weeks. Just came off two of the last three games, having 30 points. Like the volume is there, and then Aaron Jones always a possibility at a massive game any given week. Just play him. Although Vegas, there's a lot of uh, I'd be less apt to play Jones. There's a lot of movement on the Aaron Jones line. He started off at three and a half receptions plus 100 and it's already down to minus 150 in some places. So I think Adams is the play. Um, Yeah. I mean, Adams, I think is always the play. I don't love Aaron Jones, but I don't hate him. I think if you're going to play somebody else, it's him, but I mean, Adams is the play Chicago side of things. Um, I don't even know what to think here with Chicago Vegas kind of projecting this game to stay closer than what I was expecting. Um, what are your Do thoughts? Do you know what Fields' one? passing prop is? Is it like 180 or something? It's 2.0. It started off at 2.09. I hit the under on it. It's all the way down to like 2.03. And it's still dropping. Like, I don't want any part of the Bears' offense. Like, I'm just leaving it alone. I'm done with it. Just nothing. Yeah, I mean, they're using both running backs last week, too. It's like a full-on 50-50 share. They just pounded the rock as much as possible. Um, I mean, with Williams slightly banged up, I, I know he's dealing with like a foot and a knee. Maybe you take shots on Herbert at 4,600 in tournaments. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think... Away. What? I'm just staying away. Yeah, I know. I, I think that's probably the right play. But you know when you have those like builds where you need like a, a really cheap running back and everyone's going to be playing Williams, maybe you take shots on Herbert just to be different. Yeah. But there's another guy that we're going to talk about that I like in this price range too, um, Brandon Bolden. So we'll talk about him here in a minute. Um, but I like him as a cheap running back on DraftKings as well. So. 
Arizona at Cleveland, 49 and a half total here. Cleveland is a three-point favorite. Um, a lot of respect for the Cleveland defense in Vegas. Um, I know this game's in Cleveland, but, I mean, I like Arizona plus three. Talk to me about the Cardinals here. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I like them plus three. I don't think it really matters too much. I know they did put up a ton of offense going up against San Francisco last week, but Kyler Murray is just so good. Like, Hopkins always has big upside. I'm not in love with this spot, but I'm right there with you. I think that this line is just kind of bad sitting at Arizona plus three. Um, I know that Cleveland's been pretty good. and They've had a tough schedule, and they've still come out all right so far. But it's just a bad line. I'm not too in love with any of this offense. It's Murray. It's Hopkins. It's if you really want to. A.J. Green, I know he put up nothing last week, but it was just a bad overall game for almost everyone outside of Hopkins did all right. But A.J. Green, Hopkins, Murray, that's pretty much it. Got to remember, too, Max Williams going to be out, so maybe we see a few more short passes to, like, A.J. Green. I think you could take some, you know, some tournament shots here on Chase Edmond too. Um, Fifty six hundred. We know the ceiling's there, and this dude's eventually going to score a touchdown. So um, I'm going to keep taking shots on him until he has that like thirty point game because I know it's coming. Tough matchup. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the Cleveland side of things. I mean, the running backs are, are guys you can play. Chubb, Hunt. I mean, they do so well. I just, outside of that, uh, it's so hard to target anybody from this offense. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even the running backs, I mean, I know they're both good, and I know they both have big upside. I know Chubb just put up 24 points, but he's 7.2K. They're, they're in a 50-50 snap share. Like, that, that's, that's what it is. Like, I know that they're going to still get the volume. I know that they've been paying off, but. Arizona's defense has actually been pretty decent. They've been good against the run. So I don't know. I'm I, This is probably a game that I'll be well underweight on, which is something I don't normally like to do with Arizona games. Yeah. I mean, who do you play? Like, I think that's the, the biggest problem. I, I mean, if I'm taking shots, maybe I take shots on like Odell Beckham. You know, he had really solid snap share or target shares. Um, he played his like season high snaps last week. I think if you're taking shots on anybody here, um, you're running it back with like Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. All right. We got the Raiders and the Broncos 44 total here, Denver, a three and a half point favorite. Um, we'll start here with the Raiders, a uh, lot of, lot of stuff going on um, with John Gruden and this offense and this team. And I mean, a lot of distractions, but I mean, I think the Raiders are going to come out and um, be strong here. What are your thoughts here on uh, Vegas? I don't want to play any of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... it's such a tough matchup against Denver and yeah. with everything that's going on, it's like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I mean, you could play Waller or Renfro, I think. But, yeah, I mean, this is just a spot I'll probably stay away from. Yeah. I mean, Waller would be the one guy just because he can get there. They can just decide to throw on the ball a ton. But 
Denver's been pretty solid to tight ends. Denver's got a solid overall defense. I just I, – I, there's not many guys I want to target from this offense anyway. So, in a tough matchup, I don't think we're going to go with anyone. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be kind of a messy game for for the Raiders. Um, Denver side, I mean, I like the Denver defense in this game. Bridgewater is supposed to be back for this game, right? I believe so. Yes. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought that's wasn't what he, I read. Wasn't he back for the last game? Did he play last week? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay, I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> We've been there before. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking that he sat last week, but anyway, um, I mean. I don't really love this game. I mean, I like targeting tight ends against the Raiders, so maybe I take some shots here on Noah Fant. I think Sutton and Patrick are guys that you end up maybe, you know, taking a few shots on, but, I mean, I don't want to play the running game. This game's ugly. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. It'd probably be Sutton would be the main guy, him or Fant. Like, Patrick's fine, but I'm not really – Real excited to play any of these guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I like to target running backs versus the Raiders, but don't really trust either of them, and their price tags are where they should be. So, I don't know, Fant or Sutton, if you want to take a shot, but you're probably fine just fading this game outside of maybe the defense of Denver. All right, we finish it out with the Cowboys and the Patriots. 51.5 total here, Dallas. Three and a half point favorites. Um, talk to me about the Cowboys here. It, it's interesting because, like, Dak's kind of been all over the place with his pass. They start off with 58 attempts, and then every single game has been under 33 since then. I don't know if they're going to throw the ball a lot. Honestly, I think – I mean, the Patriots' defense is all right. I think the play is Zeke. Um, He's just getting fed about 20 touches a game since week one when they just audibled off because they were going up against the Bucs the entire time. I think Zeke's the play. I mean, I'm not going to have a problem with Cooper, with CeeDee Lamb. Schultz I actually like, but I play him every week. He's still probably not high enough price, and he's getting just fed targets. But Zeke is the play here, and – Anyone else is just like fine. There's a 27.5 implied total. There's a three and a half point spread, but seeks the play for me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, ton of interest in Zeke. Kind of like Schultz. The targets have been consistent. The fantasy production's been consistent. He's going to be super low owned because he's kind of in the same price range as like Andrews. So I don't mind, like, Dalton Schultz in this spot. Um, Lamb and Cooper always in play. But, I mean, I'm with you. I think this is like Ezekiel Elliott spot for sure. Uh, The New England Patriots, I'm kind of projecting the Patriots to be down in this game. Um, And, I mean, if that's going to happen, I have some interest here in Myers and Henry and even, like, Brandon Bolden. Um, What are your thoughts on the Patriots? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I mean, we always say Belichick's going to take away the best weapon. That's what he does. Well, guess what? Dallas has 
five, six weapons. So it really doesn't matter. Um, if someone gets taken out of the game, the deck will audible and, or make adjustments and feed any one of his other weapons. So I think that they will be trailing. And I think that, yeah, like Damien Harris is still questionable, right? I haven't seen any of his injury report stuff today, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still questionable um, and didn't practice Wednesday from the – I think that's what I read. Yeah, so Bolden, fine, like Myers. It's going to get heavily targeted. Like, they're probably going to have to pass the ball a lot. So, Jacoby would probably be the guy that I really like outside of the running game if Harris ends up missing. Um, but New England running back situation, you never really know what's going to end up happening, so – Myers is kind of the bring back here uh, with if you're playing Zeke on the other side. I mean, really, like if you want to play Mac Jones, I know it's not great and he hasn't done a ton, but if he's going to throw the ball a lot, like he's had some tougher matchups, but or they've just run the ball because they've been ahead. Um, but if he's going to throw the ball 45 plus times and you're projecting them to be trailing, yeah, you can play Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, you look at week three, and I think he had like 600 air yards um, in week three. He threw the ball 50 times in a game that they were trailing a lot. So if you're projecting Dallas to get up in this game, which I am, then I, I think you have to take shots on like Myers and Henry, maybe even Nelson Aguilar. Um this is an interesting spot for the Patriots, for sure. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we're going to get out of here. Give me a quarterback that throws 300-plus yards this week. Heineke. I like it. I like it. Um, If this game stays remotely close, then I think Joe Burrow – Throws for 300. He's only done it one time this season um, against Jacksonville. I think he can do it in this game. Uh, give me a low-owned running back. We don't have projected ownership yet, so we're just kind of guessing. Give me a low-owned running back for a touchdown. Swift. I like it. Um, uh, I'm going to go off the board here and um, say Herbert scores his rushing touchdown. Give me a quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown. I'm going to go Burrow to Chase. Yeah, I like it. Um, Give me Sam Darnold and DJ Moore. Give me a wide receiver that gets at least eight targets this week. Going McLaurin. Like it. I like it. McLovin. Um, I think I'm going to go Jacoby Myers. I think he's going to see a heavily, heavily targeted game here. So give me him. Give me a tight end for a touchdown. No offense. Took my guy. Um, Let's see. Give me... Schultz as a tight end scores this week. And give me a defense for 10 or more points. Denver. Oh, that's like me going Rams, 
I'm going to say Arizona. Can't they're feel like bad now. One of, they're like one of a few teams that I think you could take shots on under 3K this week. I'm going to change mine to the Cowboys. How's that? That's better. Mac Jones is always good for a pick six. Never yeah. And they've gotten two interceptions every week. Yeah, they got a, they get a lot of sacks, too. They put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So I like that one. Cowboys defense 3,200. Yeah, I like that. There you go. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, nah, I need to get some sleep for some, for some golfing tomorrow. Well, enjoy. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week talking some more football. We'll have a basketball podcast on Friday with Meansy. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, if you have any NBA questions you want answered on the podcast, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. It's going to wrap it up. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again next week. Hey, kids.